You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I don't like Toronto. I'll, I'll never, I'll never like Toronto. <laughs> so, no matter where I'm at. Grab some poutine and a double double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do. Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable. Ready, set, hook. And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty does have the podcast off this week. He will be back on the show next week. Joining the show today is one of the newest members of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Jalen Acklin has been with the Hamilton Tiger Cats the last few seasons, but now going to a rebuilt Ottawa team. We'll be talking to him. Now, the interview did happen a few weeks ago. Some things have happened since then, (laughs) and I will touch on those just before uh, we get into the interview. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Is This For Real? It's a podcast about various facets of black life in Edmonton. In the first season of the show, Breaking the Blue Wall, host Omar Salafu explores anti-black racism and policing and tells stories about policing in schools accountability in Alberta's policing system, and the impacts of police violence on black Edmontonians. You can listen to the podcast and read more about each episode at isthisforreal.ca. You can also support the work of these podcasters in future seasons on Patreon. In the Huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out Podcast. All right. Yesterday... Training camp was supposed to open, but it only did in Calgary and Edmonton because the labor laws in Alberta, I guess they're quite complicated. So technically, the Stamps and the Elks can't start their strike until Wednesday. Yeah, here we are. And I know and I I fully believe that this is one of the most important off-seasons in CFL history. We're coming off a shortened 21. We're coming off a 20 season that didn't exist at all. So this this is this is crucial. We need to get back onto the field as soon as possible and from what I gather, it does appear that well, I'm the eternal optimist, but it does appear that I don't think any regular season games will be missed. I think it'll get figured out. What really grinds my gears here is that there wasn't really much meeting going on in a serious way until last week. You know, three days before training camp was set to open and the CBA was set set to expire, it was Saturday at midnight. And I realize other leagues do this, and there's a lot of legal stuff that goes into this collective bargaining, but I don't know. It feels like we had an entire winter to get things done, and none of it was done. So... There's some sticking points right now. This according to Farhan Lalji with TSN. Uh, The league wants to bring back some padded practices. 
It looks like 12 throughout the season. In return, the players want improved health and safety packages if they're to agree to that. Uh, The players want revenue sharing to include all revenue. That's including concessions, things like that, at the stadiums. And they want the statements audited. So (laughs) they have legit numbers when it comes to uh, revenue. And this was a, a tactic from the CFL. This was Friday night revealing... The, the, the skeleton of their latest proposal to the players. Uh, a seven-year term is what they came back with. Uh, some salary raises. We'll say they're minimal right now. The minimum salary in the CFL is 65000 they They say that they would increase the minimum to 70000 next year and seventy-five in 2027. Guaranteed increases to the salary cap over the term of the deal, which would, of course, basically just cover the raises of the minimum salaries. One thing I found uh, interesting here is that clubs would be permitted to re-sign their veterans to partially guaranteed contracts. That's a first for the CFL. Uh, Each roster would have a minimum of seven national starters, and that would include at least six Canadian players. The seventh could be another Canadian or a nationalized American. They are saying that uh, a Canadian quarterback will count towards the ratio as well. Of course, we'll see where this goes, what the final CBA looks looks like. But the players are just fighting for what they believe is fair. And it's been a tumultuous last couple of years. I think the players have realized over the past couple of years they have been able to find ways to get by without football. And the owners, they probably want to make back some of the losses or minimize the losses for the next few years to, you know, heal the wounds from the past couple of years. It's a complicated situation. I hope it gets figured out. And I hope the Elks and the Stamps never have to join the strike uh, on Wednesday. And we'll be back training camps and preseason games and regular season games. It's just too bad that an entire winter went away when we didn't get this figured out. But I'm going to choose to be optimistic here. And hopefully they get in a room and figure out these few issues Uh, And the players get what they want and the owners get what they want. And I know that's a perfect world, but let's get back on the field right away here. The Elks have made some roster cuts, including veterans uh, Jordan Hoover and Antonio Simmons. Uh, They're down to six quarterbacks at training camp. Nick Arbuckle, Taylor Cornelius, Trey Ford, Cardale Jones, Mike Beaudry, and Kai Loxley. And another quarterback getting released actually by the BC Lions. Quarterback Isaac Harker was with the Riders for the past few years. Seemed like he was passed on the depth chart by Mason Fine, who has been throwing the ball around at at rookie camp in Saskatchewan. But Harker let go by the Lions here. We'll see what uh, his future holds. And also national running back Wayne Moore has been let go by the BC Lions. Hopefully next week we'll be talking about some other things as far as training camp goes and we have a CBA and 
There's actually a preseason game that happened in Regina. Let's hope it gets all figured out. In the meantime, I had a fun conversation with Jalen Acklin, and here it is. Joining uh, 2NL Podcast right now with Travis Curra and Brazilian Ty is one of the newest members of the Ottawa Red Blacks, Jalen Acklin. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Well, how's the offseason been going? We're getting right down to a few weeks from uh, training camp. How's your shortened offseason since the Grey Cup was in the middle of December? Yeah, it was... uh... Short is a, is a good way to put it. Um, I did. I bought a new house, so I relocated. I'm down by the uh, by the beach in Mississippi. Wow! Congrats. Uh, so yeah, appreciate it. Just me and my me and my dog Lolo. So I just chill with her. And then uh, but yeah, I just been working out. I got a local YMCA I go to. Like no one knows me. I just go in there, <laughs> do my thing, and then I'll go to the beach. I might chill there for a little bit, and then play fetch with my dog and. I play video games. That's that's pretty much about it. You're like us, except way more athletic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really am. I'm just a, I'm, <laughs> and okay. I, I guess yeah, yeah. How, what kind of what 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 kind of dog? How long have you had uh, your dog? She's a red healer, but she looks like a mutt. Oh. She's like red healer mixed with something. But I got yeah. her whenever I was a junior in college. I oh, think, cool. Sophomore, from a little. Uh, shelter she's a shelter dog so she's really shy yeah but she's cool around me so that's all that counts <laughs> that's awesome so your first season in the cfl came in 2019 with the hamilton tiger cats now you only spent am i right one week on the practice roster yeah hamilton yeah 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 and then your first game di- didn't you guys smash the argos by 50 yeah, yeah, we beat them. I think we beat them by sixty. We're, we're always beating up on the Argos, you know us. Like whenever I was with Hamilton, that, that that was my thing. I didn't. I don't like Toronto. I'll, I'll never. I'll never like Toronto. So no matter where I'm at. When you started in the CFL, you must have been like, "Wow, this is a uh, this is a pretty simple ride so far." <laughs> yeah, my first game, it was just Jeremiah bombing everyone, and then yeah. of course. We were up by like sixty, and Toronto does their thing where they're still talking trash. I'm like, this is so, this is nice, this is easy. And then the next week, we went to Saskatchewan, I think, and then got our ass kicked. And so then I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> I had Nate Marshall in my ear for four quarters. Okay. That was awesome. But right. but yeah, uh, uh, the the CFL was a was a big wake up call after Toronto because that was like a pillow fight whenever we played against them. Okay, now the Argos, you know, after the season off, then you come into next year, they were a lot better. Now, you got rid of them in the uh, Eastern Final, right? And uh, that ended up being quite the situation. So you you mentioned trash-talking. Maybe you don't have to mention specific players, but which teams trash-talk the most? Which teams? Man. I, I'll tell you right now, CFL's a ruthless league. <laughs> Probably every every team. Uh, but, nah, t- Toronto's number one. But maybe that's just because I was at Hamilton. Maybe. I don't really know. But they definitely – they didn't like me. Uh, I don't like them either. Um, I But no specific players. 
They just all did. I think it's just the city of Toronto I just don't like. <laughs> honestly. Now, are there fans that trash talk more? You played for ha- you played for Hamilton, so you probably yeah. got treating good. I, I've heard that they can be nasty towards opposing players, but what other fan bases uh, would get on you uh, a little bit? I mean, you already know Saskatchewan's <laughs> always on my head. Every time I walk out there, uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, my mom almost got in a fight with a fan. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, but my mom, my mom's like me, like she's kind of feisty. So you say anything. That was after we lost the Great Cup my first year. Uh. Um, but I'll tell you who the nicest fans are uh, is BC. BC mm. was really nice. Uh, um, who else is nice? Calgary's pretty nice too. Whenever we stayed, I don't know if you do you go to Calgary very often. I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually that's one of my favorite cities besides like Montreal, but uh, and Ottawa, Montreal and Ottawa are probably my faves. But but man, I loved. We were right in downtown. Like everyone was like, "Yeah, come in. You you play for Hamilton." They were like trying to buy us drinks. So I was like, "Yo, I can't be drinking." Like, that's <laughs> why. I know. I was like, "You're just trying to sabotage me." <laughs> So you mentioned uh, your mom. Is she a big fan of watching you play then? Uh, No. Okay. So my mom likes watching me score touchdowns and like winning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She does not like watching me lose. So she doesn't like going to games just because she doesn't want to see me lose. So I'm like, whatever, mom. Like, I'm not going to lose, but whatever. (laughs) She's just as passionate uh, as you are, isn't she? Yeah, she's pretty passionate, but I'm not afraid to lose. Like, my mom is afraid to lose, and I don't oh, know wow. why. Afraid of watching us lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Me and my little brother, she doesn't like watching us lose. <laughs> but I so, could care less. Like, I'm, I'm out there to win, so. That must have been tough for her, in, and obviously for you, in December then, at home, as a Hamilton Tiger Cat. You know, the first Grey Cup in that city since the late 90s. Pretty tough uh, to lose that one on the home turf, no? Yeah, and my mom was there, so that made it even worse because she, um, I don't know, she just felt bad about it. But, uh, but yeah, that game, that game sucked. I wish I could have, uh, you know, caught the ball at the end. But mm. you know, everything happens for a reason, and I'm not really. I'm. It doesn't matter what I do. Like even if it hit me right in the hands and I dropped it or whatever, like whatever happened in the game, all I can help is like what I do next year. And next year my team's going to be Ottawa. So I'm looking to try and bring a great cut back to them as much as I would have loved. Cause I love Hamilton, like the, the people yeah. I really connected with them. Uh, but I, I did everything that I could. I never missed a practice, never missed a rep of practice, never missed anything, a game, uh, you know, because I thought the city deserved that. So um, I'm just looking to bring that passion and energy to Ottawa, hopefully going to Saskatchewan and getting the great cup, hopefully Uh-oh. against Saskatchewan. I'd love to play against like Nick and all those guys. Cause uh, they talk trash, but like, I respect them because they do have game, you know, but, but yeah, I, I like, I like that matchup with Saskatchewan and the great cup. Maybe. Do you That'd go back? Cool. The fans would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> do you go back with uh, Nick Marshall a little bit? Uh, no, not really. We just talk trash to each other, a little oh. bit, but, but like he, I, I always respected him. Cause like, 
I mean, numbers really don't lie. The, the guy does get picks, and mm-hmm. he's a smart player to go against. And he's physical. He's one of the more physical D-backs that uh, I go against um, in the CFL. So it, it's a mutual respect. But we'll still talk trash to each other and, you know, get in each other's faces and, you know, smack talk. But nothing too crazy. I, I love this smack talk uh, discussion. I mean, like, are you trying to up your game in the off season, or are you playing Call of Duty against you know thirteen year old kids just working out your new lines or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, uh, what's that one I used the other day? Oh, I'll be like, call me Justin because I was just in your mom, and then they get so mad. <laughs> Just oh. a little friendly banter. I but, love that. But but yeah, I do. I do practice my trash talk. Um, nice. But but sometimes, like, if I'm playing somebody and, like, I respect them, I'll just wait for them to say something. Unless they're right. Toronto, then I'll go after them. Are there, are there guys that uh, have been in the league long enough that, you know – Maybe maybe your quarterback or your offensive lineman says, "Hey, watch on that player a little bit." <laughs> oh yeah, 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 all the time. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of like what game it was. Uh, oh, it was against Saskatchewan. It was my second game ever. Uh, yeah, number thirty nine. Your DN Charleston Hughes. I believe yeah. it was. He was talking trash to all lineman, and I started talking trash back to him. I was like. I was like, who the hell are you? And they're like, bro, that guy's been an all-star. For like, I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I love I that. Like, bad. <laughs> I love that. You you sound like you're excited to get to Ottawa. Some familiar faces joining you in Ottawa. Is that part of the reason why uh, you went made the switch to the nation's capital? Uh, I mean, a little bit. Uh, most of it was Berkey. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously Jeremiah going there. Like I, I'm, I'm a not only like a, a teammate with Jeremiah. Like he's one of my boys. Um, but but yeah, but Berkey I would say is what sold me the most, just because you know your organization kind of goes from the top down. Yeah. Honestly, Berkey was going to be head of personnel, and I was like, I know that guy's going to bring the right guys in. And uh, you know they wanted me the most. I didn't really hear anything from Hamilton, so I. I didn't really know what my role was going to be with them, even though I did love the city and uh, the teammates that I had there. But with Ottawa, I get to start, you know, and write my own chapter. I don't really got to, like, ride nobody else's coattail or nothing. Like, it's just, they're just like, here, you can go do what you want, be yourself, and help us win. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm trying to remember. I think uh, Jeremiah hit you for a 65-yard touchdown in Edmonton. Last yeah. year, you're, I think that was the only wrong. pass. That was the only pass I caught. Oh. <laughs> you remember that play? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. When they went and cover one, and number eight was man to man on me. I don't remember that guy's last name, but yeah, it was like a fade. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, you seem like a a chill guy, but also a busy guy that has you know a lot of hobbies in the off season and before the league came back last year, you were almost recruited for like some sort of reality dating show in Europe. How did this uh, yeah. happen, man? It's about leap of love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Is this, I, I've never heard of the show other than you almost being on it. So yeah, <laughs> what happened so, here? 
I think they changed the name of it. If you look online, it's on Fox. It's like it's some medieval, like they're in a castle or something. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's called now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so whenever it was first getting started, they had this idea like Leap of Love and they were trying to get their contestants. And then the executive producer called me and was like, yeah, we'd love to have you if you guys don't have a season. I was like, bet. Like, I'd love to do that. Like, I yeah. love being on TV. Uh, I love like scoring touchdowns, and, like the cameras in my face. So I was like, hell, I might as well try that. And then uh, what do you know? Two days after that, they, I finally hear something from the CFL and they're like, we're going to have a season. And I was like, well, I'll be, I guess I can't. <laughs> but, well, how uh, did they find you? I posted a picture. And uh, so one of my old agents that I almost had whenever I was in college, yeah. uh, like once I graduated, you know, you get an agent. Um, she actually went from an NFL agent to like a talent scout. Oh. And she told her about her. And then that's how, that's how they found me was on Instagram. So maybe an after football thing, is that something that uh, <laughs> you consider getting into the reality TV game or what? Uh, or dude, hopefully, I, hopefully I have like a Canadian girl by then that would, uh, <laughs> that would hold me down. So I don't have to go on a TV show, but if I was still single, I, I might give it a shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, well, maybe if I shaved, maybe if I shaved, I could, uh, well, and I'm married too, so. Yeah. Oh, you're married. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> but I can't get a girl to text me back and you're married. <laughs> That's gotta be, man, the, the dream you get hit up to be on a TV show. I mean, <laughs> well, that must've been a weird just a weird time to be a, a CFL player. I mean, never mind fans. We didn't know what was going on uh, when it came to 2020 and not being football, you know, uh, yeah. being on. So how did you stay ready or keep checking your phone? Like, how did that go? Uh, I mean, I stayed ready. I'm always ready. Like, yeah. I, I was uh I was working with my grandpa, but like if they would have been like, Yo, we're playing tomorrow, I would have been there. Right. Um but yeah, I just really worked at my grandpa's lumber yard. Uh you know, I got to spend time with my family back in Missouri. I didn't I didn't yeah. get to do that I was in high school, so that was nice. Wow. But uh but I mean other than that I was just really trying to text girls and then I was hanging out. <laughs> I was hanging out at the house playing video games and working with my grandpa. That's about it. So what kind of games are you playing? Well, I've been playing Elden Ring. I don't know if you know what Elden Ring. It's like a Lord of the Rings type game, mm -hmm. Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, recently I've been playing Warzone, like you said, to get my trash talking up. And <laughs> so that's what most of my buddies play. So that's why I play that. Is uh, is gaming big in uh, in the league? Like, do you guys uh, take? You probably don't have time to take, you know, a PlayStation to the hotel or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I I actually have a gaming laptop, so I'll take. Oh, it okay, but uh, I would say gaming's fairly big, but like not not like too big. Like not not very many people play with each other, just because most of the guys have families. But yeah, I'm so I'm so lame. I don't have a family or nothing. I just got me and my dog. So I got a lot of free time. I don't got any kids to watch or nothing. <laughs> so one of the reasons, and I think you see it over my shoulder, I, I got you on the show is because I saw you, you made a tweet about 
Why why aren't more teams playing Kurt Angle's theme song as the opposing team runs out of the stands? And fans of wrestling will know that it's perfect to yell it "You is. suck at." <laughs> yes, I got an intercontinental like, title right there, so I wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Honestly, like, imagine being at Saskatchewan and, like, Ottawa runs out. Or, no, say Winnipeg runs out in the Banjo Bowl or whatever. You guys have the Banjo Bowl or what's it called? Yeah, it's uh, – that game's in – it's the Labor Day rematch. Labor between, Day. Yeah, yeah, Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's like Hamilton and Toronto kind of. But yeah, you exactly. guys yelling, you suck at Winnipeg. Like, <laughs> I would love to see that. Because, you know, every every single person would yell it because they're just like, you suck. Like, there's nothing really bad about it. yeah. But, Wrestling fan yeah. or not, I think people could get into it. Yeah, and then it wouldn't even be like a Kurt Angle thing anymore. It'd just be like a universal thing. Like everyone's just using it, which would make the WWE grow and then make more fans want to come because I think it's fun. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Were you in Hamilton when they brought in Ric Flair? No, that was a year before me. Oh, it was the year before. That, trust me, I, I wouldn't <laughs> even have played the game. I think I would have just been hanging out with Ric Flair up top. <laughs> that that would have been so awesome. So you grew up a wrestling fan, and now you got you got you know bigger fish to fry. But uh, you grew up being a fan of the sports entertainment. I was a huge. That was my well NASCAR and racing. Okay. Like yeah. when I was real little, it was probably like my first love. But then WWE's always been something dear to me um just because i like like i told you earlier like the fan interaction yeah that's what i like about football too is like we get a little bit of it but not like wwe um but yeah i've always like i've always liked the bad guys too like sean michaels uh kurt angle like people like that well not the bad kurt angle wasn't really bad everyone just hated on him but <laughs> i liked it because like whenever he came out on the like in the ring, I would be chanting, you suck in my living room. And I liked the guy, but I just thought it was so cool that the whole crowd was was yelling that. Well, he like encouraged it. Even no, yeah, he did. <laughs> I was just watching that video. Do you remember whenever he ran out and then uh, the, the crowd was chanting, you suck? And he's like, I'm going to come back out until you guys stop your yeah. respect I deserve. And then he comes back out and it's even louder. <laughs> yeah. He comes back out again and he's like, forget it. I'm not even wrestling tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you like being a bad guy. Uh, so, I mean, you were talking trash about Toronto. You, you like being the bad guy at BMO Field. At BMO, yeah. I don't I, I don't like being the bad guy universally, but with Toronto, <laughs> yeah, I'll be the bad guy. I don't care about that. I love that because uh, I mean you're you're staying in Ontario as far as your football career goes, but now you're just going to Ottawa, so you can still hate on Toronto, and uh, most of the people outside of Toronto hate on Toronto, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> hey, do they? Oh yeah, it's not just me. <laughs> it's not just you, man. <laughs> but they've got yeah. a lot. They got a big population there, so. <laughs> no, yeah, they do. They do. It's just not in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming up, uh, training camp a few weeks away. Now, 
I was just looking at your stats. Are you a guy that cares about the stats? You played a, a few less games last year because there were less games on the schedule. You only had 30 less yards. I see you as a guy that uh, has a thousand yards on uh, in your future in one season. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not really much of a stats guy as long as I'm getting dubs, but uh, but yeah, I, I would like to get a thousand. Um, you know, I was a uh, well. How many yards did I have last year? It was like seven hundred. Six seventy eight. I don't know if that includes playoffs or not, but you had seven oh eight in your first year and just yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I would like to uh, do better than that for sure, but you know, give or take nine hundred, a thousand, eight hundred. As long as we're winning games, like I don't really care because sometimes, like in the CFL, receivers got to do like pass protection stuff like that out of the slot. So as long as we're winning. So uh, you're going to be moving to Ottawa. You said you're kind of looking for a Canadian girl. Um, yeah. you, you got a dog. Um, yeah. You play video games. Like, would you be looking for a girl that's into video games? Or, uh, like, this is your dating resume right now. <laughs> uh, I'm probably <laughs> just be looking for a, a girl to clean my room and, like, <laughs> That's – don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, my room's not be, dirty. Be careful, like, Jalen, because my mom did this at 2 and Out Live in Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> and played the dating game for me. Hey, I, I don't know. My, my room's not dirty. It'd just be nice, like, come back from practice, and I'm just like, wow, everything's clean, you know? Just, mm-hmm. just nice. mm-hmm. But as long as she's nice to me and she's, you know, somewhat pretty, I, I, I can make it work. <laughs> so, uh, What's your I dentist don't... appointments? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, Ottawa. Maybe, maybe they can find you for long walks down the Rideau Canal with, uh, with the pup, and they'll see you there. You're an approachable guy, I think. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Jalen Acklin, one of the newest members of the Ottawa Red Blacks, looking to get that Grey Cup ring on his finger in Regina this year. Hey. Uh, I think that'll be it'll be a cold place to play November on the prairies. Are you cool with the cold stuff or no? I tell you what, I don't know. I'm down in Mississippi. Uh, if it's for the Grey Cup, though, I'll fight through it. But yeah. it's not like I'm going to be happy to be, you know, in negative thirty degree weather because I heard yeah. like people get frostbite there, and I was like, "What? How do you play football never getting frostbite?" So you probably see me with like the mittens on. Yeah. Catching balls, but I don't know if the mittens will be as sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, hey, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. It was lots of fun to talk to you, and best of luck as a training camp and the season gets underway. I appreciate it, you guys. If you guys ever go to a game, hit me up on Twitter. I'll get you guys tickets, or like we can talk in person or something. Awesome, man. I'll see you in Edmonton and Saskatchewan and anywhere else. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'll see you guys. Thanks to Jalen for coming on the podcast and having some fun for 20 minutes or so. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Inventures, your front row seat to what's next. 
Register now for Inventures 2022, where you can learn, share, and be inspired by the startups, entrepreneurs, investors, and global thought leaders who are redefining the future. Inventures runs June 1st to 3rd in Calgary and online, featuring more than 150 sessions, over 250 speakers, international keynotes, expert panels, startup pitch events, networking opportunities, and more. Reserve your pass now at InventuresCanada.com. That's I-N-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S Canada.com. Brazilian Thai will be back next week. Hopefully we have some training camp slash preseason action to talk about. Let's get this figured out. I'm Travis Curra. Rate, review, and subscribe to Two and Out on your favorite podcatcher. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.